Okay, um, well it's nice to be uh, speaking again. Uh, it's been a while, nearly over two months since I've spoken, so uh, you've been very fortunate to have gone so long uh, without me. Um, hopefully uh, it'll be good this morning. Um, let me just pray before I, I begin uh, and ask God to come and, and bless us. Lord, I want to thank you that uh, this morning you've got something to say. Thank you that you're always speaking. Lord, trouble is we're not always listening. Uh, help us to be listening this morning to what you've got to say. And I pray you'd help me, Lord, to take this message and to really just give it the justice it deserves, Lord. Lord, that I wouldn't get in the way of what you want to say, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to I ask you a question this morning. I want to ask you a question. Are you happy? Are you happy? Right? Now, it, happiness is an interesting concept. Right? We've just, um, uh, just had a nice family holiday uh, down by the coast, um, spending a lot of time sat by the side of a pool. Uh, and I'll be honest, when I was away there, I did feel quite happy. Yeah? <laughs> it was very enjoyable. Um, thank you very much. And I realised that, yeah, going on holiday definitely helps me to feel more happy. Um, I don't know what else makes you happy. Maybe food and drink make you happy. Um, I know food and drink certainly make me happy. Um, there are certain types of food that I really enjoy. Yeah, maybe this afternoon, maybe this morning you're sat here thinking, I really hope Tim hurries up and shuts up um, so that I can get back to my Sunday roast, yeah, which is obviously the thing that makes me really happy. It's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, Maybe it's time with the family, just spending time with your family that makes you happy. Or maybe that makes you very unhappy, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it's achieving a goal, having purpose in your life that makes you happy. I realise that's something that, that makes me happy, is feeling like I've got to accomplish something or achieve something or do something. Uh, it gives me a sense of significance. Uh, you know, that sense of maybe having a position of prominence where people know who I am and know my name and think that I'm great uh, will maybe somehow make me happy. And I've definitely been there, right? Where I thought that the more significance I got, the happier I would be. Maybe what you're looking for is a uh, happiness is found in a loving, intimate relationship, uh, a close relationship with a friend or a spouse or someone who loves you back you can share your life with, right? Maybe that's where you're, you think, yeah, that's what makes me really happy. Uh, maybe you think money makes you happy, right? There's lots of people here that I'm sure would deny that money makes them happy, uh, but truthfully, money makes them happy, right? Yeah, because I mean, we just talked, and I read the, the, the verse earlier, which talks about that money doesn't really make you happy. And we, we kind of all know this, don't we? But, I, Joe, I've been, I, I've been a Christian for mm, coming up for 25 years now, uh, and I've uh, been around the block a few times, I've done the career, I've been quite successful in my career, I've, I've been very blessed with a family, I've been very, uh, you know, I, I was reasonably good at sports, I've gone and travelled the world, uh, not extensively, but enough, you know, and I've kind of dabbled in lots and lots of different things. And you know the thing that I've realised more and more, none of it really makes me that happy. Really. I'm just being honest with you, Right? Because, you know, it's like you have a moment where you think, wow, I'm so happy in this moment. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. And you're back to the grind and the drudge. And you think, oh, I'm just not happy. And I'm not happy in this life. And, you know, when you talk to so many people, and if you can really get them to open up, right, many people are really unhappy with their life. 
They're not really happy or satisfied with who they are, where they are in life. They're dreaming of a better tomorrow. They're dreaming that somehow if this changes or that changes, I'll be happy. Now, you see, everyone is seeking happiness, right? Everyone is seeking happiness. You, you, might, you might say, I'm not seeking happiness. You pretty much are, right? It's an essential part of the human condition. No one can stop doing that. No, maybe the only people that have stopped looking for happiness are the people that looked really hard and were so disappointed that they just gave up trying. And so they thought it's better, it's less emotional pressure and less emotional uh, heartache to, to just try and look for happiness and just accept that my life is going to suck. But the thing is, the more we search for happiness, the more we find that actually so often the things that we think make us happy don't really last. They don't really endure. Even if you have a, an amazingly deep loving relationship, what happens when that relationship comes to an end? What happens when our children leave home and they move away or, you know, tragedy befalls us? You see, we often think that happiness is found in things. It's found in something. But happiness, what we'll do, as we're going to discover this morning, if you don't already know this, happiness is not in the thing which we thought brought us happiness. It only comes through them. And, you know, we have maybe, like, tasted of what happiness is like. We kind of know what happiness should feel like. We, it's like having a scent of a flower or an echo of a tune or a picture of a place that we've been to. And it's like we, we see it, we touch it for a moment, and we know what it is, but we can't seem to hold on to it. That's the experience that so many people have in this life. They, they know, they can touch happiness. They kind of feel it for a moment. It lasts for a little while, maybe a day, a week, a month, maybe even a year or two. But sooner or later, we come to a place where we realise that something in our soul is still not really happy. Now, that's been my experience. I'm not saying that's theory. It's something that I have had to get before God and work through because I've realised my destination. Where's that picture? Because that's really apt. I don't know where that picture's gone. That picture over there is a picture of me right? Obviously. But I realise, you know, my destination, my destination is as a grumpy old man. Honestly, as a grumpy old man. Because you know what? When you're, when you're able and you've got enough money, you can try this and you can try that and you can try this and you do this and you think that somehow if I get this, it'll make me happy. And I've done quite a lot of things in my life already. And I realise that fundamentally it hasn't solved any of the aches inside of my heart. It hasn't really bought me the happiness that I want. There's a famous quote from a guy called Blaise Pascal. Um, it says, all men and women seek happiness. This is without exception. Whatever different means they use, they all seek this end. The cause of some going to war and the cause of others avoiding it. This is the motive of every action of every man, even those who contemplate suicide. They just want to be happy. And some people can think that, you know, that somehow seeking after happiness, your own happiness, is somehow sin. You know, people, Christian people think, oh, we shouldn't seek to be happy. We should just seek to be religious. But I don't think it's a sin to seek to be happy. I think, in fact, it's the very nature of the way God has made us. God has made us to be happy. That's why we know in these moments, when we are in that moment, we experience that kind of happiness because it's the way God has made us to be. In fact, C.S. Lewis says, and I love this quote, he says, we are all half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink, sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. 
Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. You see, it isn't that our desire to be happy is wrong. In fact, actually, our desire to be happy comes from God. The question is, where do you find that happiness? Where do you find it? What is it that makes us really happy? That's the real question. That's the thing that we need to answer. And the truth is, is that so many of us are far too easily pleased with things that don't really give us what we want. They don't really give us what we want. And I'll ask you the question, are you really happy this morning? Are you really satisfied? Or is that sense of there's a longing in your soul? And you may have been a Christian for some time and you still know, like I have been, that you know that there's something in your heart that's still not fulfilled. So then, if the search for happiness isn't wrong then, and in fact the search for happiness is part of the human condition, um, well, we should, should we seek it? And the answer is yes, we absolutely should seek lasting happiness and deep, real joy. The question is, where should we seek it? Psalm chapter 42 says this, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you, O God. As, a, as an animal in a, in a desert place is seeking for water, so there's something in us, in our soul, that's longing after God, because God is the only thing, really, that will fulfil that longing of happiness within us. Psalm 37 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's the scripture that I want to work from this morning. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You see, our desire to be uh, happy is a bit like being hungry. Just because we're hungry doesn't mean that we're going to get going to get full right if you're a if you were rowing a boat across the Atlantic and you didn't have any food you would be hungry doesn't mean you're going to get any food but what it does mean is that we were made to eat we were made to be full that's the way we were we were made to be full and not only that the place where we come from the place that we were made to live in is a place where we were meant to be fulfilled as humans right you may think I never really can obtain that real deep joy where I am happy in every circumstance through everything and I want to tell you that's a lie there is a place that we can come to in the Lord Jesus where we are happy and fulfilled and in a place of joy not just in the special moments when we go on holiday or when we're eating our favorite meal or when we're doing the thing that really makes us you know that special thing but all the time and I don't know about you, but that's what I'm looking for, because I've realised I've tried loads of stuff, and as yet, I've not really found the thing that really makes me happy, except God. You know, C.S. Lewis says, um, he says, it's a Christian's duty to be as happy as you can. There's a thought. It's our duty to try and be as happy as we can. And surely, we think to ourselves, surely we think, well, really, our job as a Christian is to try and be as happy as we can. Surely every week you tell us, Tim, that, you know, you know we shouldn't seek after the pleasures of the world, right? And we should just, you know, we should try and be focused on God. But I think as we're going to discover this morning, that when we really seek after happiness in the right place, we focus on getting something which doesn't fade and doesn't go away and doesn't disappoint us, and doesn't let us down. And so when we seek after happiness more and more and more, we, we, it changes the very nature of who we are. I don't know about you, but I grew up thinking that um, there was great value and great merit in self-denial. 
right? Great merit in self-denial. So basically, if I do something, right, which is it costs me, then somehow that's very virtuous, right? So if I, for example, if Ruth phones me up and says, Tim, I need you to come uh, and, uh, and to help me uh, move this freezer, and I really don't want to do that, right? But I do it even though I don't really want to do it, right? Because John's too lazy. Uh, uh, then, then somehow there's real merit, there's real virtue. I'm being a really good Christian by doing that thing that I don't really, really want to do. Yeah? But do you know what the Bible says? Is the Bible says, actually, that's religion. That's not what God's looking for. He's not just looking for you to suffer, right, and to sort of deny yourself and be kind of very, uh, you know, like I'm a very good Christian. I, I, I never think about myself. I do everything for everyone else. But my attitude is that I think that somehow by being very sort of selfless, that I'm pleasing God. God says, I love a, what is it? you know, it says God, God loves certain types of givers. You know what type of giver God loves? Sorry? Cheerful. Everyone always thinks it's generous. It's not. It's cheerful. God loves a cheerful giver. God doesn't want you just to give out of a sense of self-denial. Like, oh, I better do this thing. Being a Christian is really boring. It's really hard, but it must be virtuous. I must somehow be really, you know, really pleasing God because I'm really suffering here. Yeah? God says, I want you to give out of a generous heart. I want you to give because you love. Because you love me. Because that's what makes you happy. You know, if, uh, if uh, let's pick someone else, I don't know. Uh, if Aaron says to me, Tim, <coughs> my car's broken down, right, I need you to come and pick me up, right, at, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, and I was just sat down in front of the TV, right, and I've got my whisper bar, right, that's what I do of an evening, get a bit of chocolate, right, get a cup of tea and watch a TV programme, you know. If he phones me up and says, you know, are you free to come and help me do this? And let's, let's pretend that it's not actually very, uh, he doesn't really need me to help him, but he's kind of asked me, right? Yeah? I'm thinking, I really don't want to do that, right? But I get up and I go and do it, and I do it with joy in my heart. What does it say about where my heart is at? What does it say I value the most? What it says is that I value pleasing God more than I value the TV, more than I value my whisper bar, and I value my whisper bar a lot, right? <clears throat> four, pack, four for a pound in co-op, just saying. <laughs> what it says is that pleasing God is more important to me than what I'm doing right here and right now. And so my joy is not in my idol. It's not like I go and I feel bad and think, oh, you know, I just, I really wish that I didn't have to go and do this terrible thing for Aaron. I wish he could sort it out himself. Yeah? What it's saying is, God, I want to please you. I realise that my joy and my happiness is in pleasing you rather than in what I wanted to do. It's not that I somehow have to kind of be really sort of serious and deny myself and be really heavy. It's that joy comes from doing what God wants us to do. There's happiness that's found in God. And you see, that's why it says, in his presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We need to realise that our happiness is found not in just doing our duty. Our happiness is not found in doing other things, in, in following the football team or in, in doing what we think is great. Our happiness has to be in God. And when our happiness is in God, and that's what makes us happy, and that's what fills us up with joy, there's a deep sense of happiness that will come over our soul that will not fade and will not go, and it will change the very nature of the way you live your life. 
You no longer be kind of walking around feeling like, oh, I wish my life was better or different. I wish, my, I wish that somehow everything would change. Because you think, it doesn't matter the circumstances I'm in. I'm happy because God, I know God. Happiness is found in the presence of the Lord. And you see, the thing is here, we, we can often think that, and many people think that really the key is to, is to enjoy God's gifts. But God isn't talking about just enjoying his gifts. He's in talking about more than that. He wants us to enjoy him, his very presence, his very nature, being with us. I want you to... Uh, uh, well, Helen and I have been married 15 years uh, in July. Uh, and uh, 15 very happy years, I'd like to say. Um, and uh, a, year, a year before we got married, I proposed. Right, now I, I was poor, so I gave her a very average ring, right? Um, <clears throat> it was very average, uh, to be honest, because uh, I was, at that point, very poor. But imagine that I'd given uh, Helen a beautiful diamond ring, right? The most beautiful diamond ring, you know, worth thousands and thousands of pounds. Imagine, right, if she there was like, oh, I love this ring, and she then, and she went, and she told everyone else, her friends, about the ring, uh, and she... Uh, she would kind of go and she would, you know, visit all these people and show them the ring and talk about the ring. But then she never called me. And she was really into the ring. She loved the ring. She bragged about the ring, but she never looked at me anymore. She was never really interested in spending any time with me. What she loved was the ring, but do you know what? She didn't really love me. She never looked in, uh, took me by the hands and, and just and looked at me in the eyes and said, you know, what? I love this diamond. It's a beautiful ring, but I would give it away in a moment to spend my life with you. That's love, isn't it? And so often we can be like that with God. We can say, God, I love this beautiful thing you've given me. This great thing you've given me is wonderful. And we forget the one that gave it. It's not just about what God gives us. It's about his actual presence, being with him. You know, and, and I, I, Joel was talking last week. I thought, very good, uh, Joel, talking to us about finances. And Joe was talking about how we can enjoy, can't we, the blessings of God in our finances, right? And how we can enjoy God's faithfulness. But you see, the thing about when we see God's blessings, all they're designed to do is to help us love God more, right? It's not that if, if Joel spent his entire time going, amen, I've just, you know, name it and claim it, right? I've just, I've got more of the blessing. The Lord's given me more money. I'm just overflowing with money. He misses the point. God wants, God has used uh, the situations with Joel's finances to demonstrate, and Zainas, sorry, it's not just Joel's money, <coughs> uh, you know, but to demonstrate himself. And Joel and, and Zaina have come out more at the end of it, not thinking, oh, isn't this gift great? But isn't God great? And God is the one where I find my happiness. And so often we get so obsessed with getting stuff from God or getting things that we want, the gifts from God, that we miss the fact that it's God himself. That is the goal. There's a famous old hymn which says, My goal is God himself. Not joy, nor peace, nor even blessing, but himself, my God. It is his to lead me there, not mine. At any cost, dear Lord, by any road. One thing I know, I cannot tell him no. One thing I do, I press towards my Lord. My God, my glory here from day to day. And in the glory there, my great reward. God himself is your reward. And I, I, what I'm trying to get, to us to, get, get us to see this morning is that if you are struggling this morning, if you feel unhappy, there's only one answer. 
And it's God himself. It's not God's blessings. It's not the things that he gives you. It's God himself. It's being with God. And if I could do anything for this church, after all the years that I'm the pastor of the church, it would be this, that you would love Jesus more at the end of my time as the leader than you did at the beginning. Because that's all it's really about. Everything comes from that relationship you have. If you don't really love and enjoy Jesus, if you are not delighting and enjoying him, then you've missed it. He is where you will find all of your happiness. You will not find your happiness in anything else. Believe me, I've tried. And you won't find it anywhere else. You'll only find it in him, in knowing Jesus, not even knowing his blessings, not even in the church. You find it in him. And it's amazing when you do that. It's like it, once it comes, and that's, you know, that has been my experience this week, right? just being dead honest. Right? One of the things we are in this church is we're honest. right? We don't tell lies. Right? This week, right, I've been on holiday, and whenever I come back from holiday, I find it really hard to get back into routine. Right? And I find it hard to pray, and I find it hard to read, and all this kind of stuff. And I just, I just, you know when your routine goes out of whack, and the kids aren't at school, and it's all just all over the place. And I was just struggling this week, and I was feeling really further and further away from God. Right? And I just was feeling like, God, you're so far away from me, I can't. And, and I realised that my problem was, is that I'd stopped just enjoying God. I was looking for happiness in other places, in the cricket don't look for happiness in the cricket. <clears throat> you know, oh, I've just, oh, if England do a bit better, then maybe I'll feel a bit better. And that will, you know, maybe if, you know, if I do this, if I go for a walk, if I, that'll make me happy. And I realised God brought me back to the place where I was sat before him and, I, and he just said to me, Tim, it's really simple. It's just me. I am enough for you. I am enough to make you happy. And as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, everything changed at that moment. Everything changed in my life in that moment. When I realised, Lord, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to find all of my happiness, not in my holiday, not in anything else, just simply in you. Is that your experience this morning? Is that your experience? Are you really happy this morning? Are you looking for something? Because if you're looking for something, the only place you'll find it is in the Lord. You know, it's the real... I'm going to be a bit controversial this morning for a reason. Um... I would say that, that whether you delight in the Lord Jesus is a measure of really whether you're really a Christian. If you really delight in Jesus, that is the measure of whether you are really a Christian. Because really that's the question. If you love Jesus, if you find your happiness, right, I'm not just talking about in, in a moment, but over your whole life, if you find enjoyment and pleasure in everything else other than God, then what does that say about what you love? What does it say about what you're really is important in your life? If your top priority for finding happiness is in relationships or in family or in other things, then the question has to be asked, really, where are you with God? You know, we often talk about, don't you, that... Um, the measure of being a Christian is, is saying, I believe in Jesus, right? But when you read the New Testament, to say the words, I believe in Jesus, would have meant a huge deal. It would have potentially mean leaving your family. It would have meant potentially uh, being imprisoned. It would have mean meant being ostracised. It could have meant all things. If you are a Christian today in somewhere like North Korea, in China, in Iran, if we stood up, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing today. 
If you say, I believe in Jesus in those places, it means potentially you could lose your house, you'd go to prison, you could even die. And to say, I believe in Jesus, is a scary thing. In our culture, what we say in the world is, you can believe anything you like. Believing anything is easy. You can believe in Jesus, that's great, you believe in Jesus, if it makes you happy. You can believe in this, you can believe in that, you can have a bit of this and a bit of that, and a bit of anything, you can believe what you want. But what does our culture value above everything else? Our culture values this. What is it that makes you happy? Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel fulfilled. Do what makes you happy. So the question for us in our culture and our society today is not just do you believe in Jesus, but do you find your happiness and your joy in Jesus more than other things? If you don't, then there's a real question over whether or not you really know what it means to follow Jesus. You know, we can um, come to church every week and think, I'm going to collect points for my heavenly kind of goal. You know, if I, uh, and, and you think, well, I've been to church, I've earned credit, that must do me good in, in uh, God's economy. You know, maybe I'll just get a ticket to salvation. God doesn't want to just give you a ticket to salvation. God wants to give you himself. He wants you to find something so much deeper than that. Do you, do you agree? And so it's not just about, oh, yeah, I believe. You know, I believe in Jesus. I go to church, that kind of, and I think I'm all right, tick the box. That's not what Jesus is after. Jesus is saying, do you love me? Do you find your happiness in me? Am I the most important thing in your life? Maybe you come to church because it, it, and you enjoy it and you kind of feel it helps you with your life. You know, it makes you feel a bit better, helps you get through week to week the challenges that you face. But you leave this building and you live life as though Jesus does not exist, although Jesus doesn't have any requirements of you in the way that you live. And so you live and you go and you live a life out, out there, right, which, has, which you know doesn't please God, and you're doing things which you know don't please God. And you're not putting God's happiness as a priority in your life. I want to ask you the question this morning, if your heart is to please God, that is what we use as a measure to say, yes, Lord, I am going, I'm growing as a Christian. If you're just saying, yeah, I believe, but I'm going to do my own thing and I don't really care what Jesus thinks, that's not, I'm afraid, when you look at your Bible, what God is asking of us. But when you say this, when you say, Jesus, I know that I want to make you happy. I want to please you. I want to find all my happiness in you. There's something that happens in our lives that's deeply, profoundly changing. Because it no longer becomes about what we want, it becomes about what God wants. You see, happiness is found in God. Happiness is found in God. Right? It's not just found from God, it's found in God. Right? You can say, I come to God and I'm hoping to get something from God. But you won't find it there. You will only find it in him, in Christ. Yeah, we've read this verse already, but I'll read it again. Right? It says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When we seek to find our happiness in Jesus, we want to be in his presence. We want to be with him. You know, in our house, um, uh, we have a little study where I work. It's the third bedroom, which has got books in it, and it has a prayer chair in it, right? Which is one of those IKEA chairs, like wingback chairs. <clears throat> Um, and that's where I do a lot of my study and a lot of my praying, but quite often in the morning, particularly if it's in the morning, uh, 
my boys will wake up if I'm awake before them like this morning uh, and they'll come in slightly bleary eyed right or maybe it's not just in the morning maybe in the afternoon whatever and they will come and you know what they'll do they just come and sit on my lap and they'll talk in my ear and they talk all kinds of rubbish, right, okay? Whatever it is that's on their mind, they'll talk about, probably whether this is fair about the Xbox or that, right, okay? Things that, to be honest, I have no interest in whatsoever. But you know what? I love it. Because what it is, is they're not looking to get something from me. They're not looking to come and kind of take, you know, my gifts from them. They just want to be with me. They just want to be in my presence. They just want to sit on my lap and talk to me about the things that bother them. And do you know what? How do I feel as the father? I tell you, there's nothing greater than your, your little boy sitting on your knee and talking to you. And you just think, all he wants to do is be with me. And that's what it means when the Bible says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. I want to ask you, we often talk, don't we, about praying and reading. You know, if you want to be a good Christian, you need to pray and you need to read. You need to read your Bible like a good Christian. And it sounds very virtuous, doesn't it? Um, and I grew up thinking that if, if I wanted to be a good Christian, I needed to pray and read every day. Except it's really boring, right? right? When, you, when you approach it like that, it's really boring, right? And I used to find I hated it. Right? And I used to sit there and I used to diligently, I'd, I'd literally like set a timer. Like, you know, I said, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. Right, go. Right? And then if someone distracts you, the timer's still running, it's fine. Right? Okay, or I'm going to read five chapters and it's like of the Bible. And, uh, and then I'm like, flick, 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 flick. And if someone said, what did you read? Dunno, but I read it. Right? Because somehow I feel that if I do the right thing, God will be pleased with me. Or, or I'll get blessed because I've done the right thing. That's not what it means to be in his presence. Joe, you know, it totally changed my experience of God when I learned, it was only about five or six years ago, I learned what it meant to sit in the presence of God and enjoy him. And just enjoy being with him. To take my happiness from him. Right? I don't come anymore with my list of things that I need God to do for me. I come, and if you don't do this, I recommend that you do this, Right? That I, you come and you just sit and I, and I read and sometimes I'll read like a few lines, sometimes I'll read a chapter, sometimes I'll read a couple of chapters, but it's not about how much you read, it's simply about this. This is my attitude now when I come and I sit with God. I'm like, God, I just want to be with you and I want to see you and I want to enjoy you because as I enjoy being with you, it glorifies you and it, I just feel happy. And I realise that my happiness is coming from you, not from other places. And I find that prayer, I don't worry now about trying to get through my list of things to pray for. I just talk about what's in my heart. And I say, God, I want to just pray what's on your heart. And, you know, I, I, can spend, I, mean, you know, I can spend a long time, hour, two hours sometimes, in that place because I am just being with God, enjoying him. And if you don't do praying and reading, if you've never done it, my encouragement to you is this. Get yourself a chair, preferably a comfortable one. Find somewhere quiet, particularly if you've got kids, right, where you're not going to be disturbed. Take 10, 15 minutes. doesn't have to be long, right? Because once you start doing it, you'll want to do it more. And read. Get a, start in the Psalms, right, or in one of the Gospels. And just read even a few lines. And just say, God, I want to be with you this morning. And I'm not here 
because I have to be here. I'm here because I get to be here. I'm not here because I have to be here because it's a duty of self-denial. I get to be here this morning. I get to be with you. And maybe you're not a morning person. Do it in the evening. doesn't matter. But you will find that your life will be transformed because your happiness is not being found in other stuff. You start to find your happiness in God. Amen? The second thing we find is that our joy, our happiness comes from being in his presence. It also comes from being in his will. Right, there's a famous song called Jesus All for Jesus. And the chorus goes, For it's only in your will that I am free. If you want to be happy, really happy, there is something about being and doing what God wants you to do, right? When you know this is what God wants me to do in the way that He wants me to do it, that I tell you what, it's, there's no happiness like it. Have you know that? Have you, I don't know if anyone else has had that feeling of like, Lord, I am just doing exactly what you want me to do. And you know what you'll realise is that when you're walking to the kids, the kids to school on the school run, you feel like, Lord, I'm just in your will this morning. And there's nothing happier than just being in your will. I might be sitting at my desk doing emails, right? Very boring emails. But I just sense, Lord, I'm in your will and I'm in your presence and I am happy because I am where you want me to be. You know, we can be doing preaching and I can feel this morning, Lord, I'm in your will, doing what you want me to do. It's not about doing great acts of Christian service. That's not what really matters. It's about being in his will, about being right with him, about being the way that God has made you to be. When you forgive someone who's hurt you, when you walk away from temptation, when you get up and go and visit someone that needs it, when you go out of your way to help someone, there's no special virtue in doing any of those things. But when you know it's because you're doing it because the Lord Jesus has asked you to do it and he loves it when you do it and your aim is to please him, you find that there's a happiness, a deep happiness about that that you cannot get over. And the more you do it, the more happy you become and the more released you become. And that's what I'm learning. I'm a slow learner. It's been taking me several years to get to this point. But this is not new for me. I'm just having to learn it over and over again. I keep kind of, I'm like, Lord, I'm so content in your presence. And then I just, to be honest, I'll get a bit distracted from time to time. And I realise God keeps coming back to Tim, you'll never find happiness in your family. As much as as great as they are, it's not where happiness is found. I need to get some purpose. I need to achieve something. And the Lord's like, you, that will satisfy you for a moment, but it won't last. The only thing that lasts is my presence. And you know, when, you get to, when I get to 70 or 80, I want to be the most happy man alive. That's my goal. I've got a friend of mine called Jim Bailey. Anyone know Jim? All right. Jim tells terrible jokes, doesn't he? Consistently. Right? <clears throat> But you know something about Jim, I love about Jim, I remember saying a few, it was about five or six years ago, I said, Lord, don't tell him I told you, don't tell him I said this, right? But I said, Lord, when I get old, I want to be like Jim. Because Jim is full of the joy of the Lord, isn't he? Right? Because he knows that he is happy in God. And you can get like that. Your life might, get, might be going all kinds of directions, but you can get old and be happy in God. Because we're happy in his presence, we're happy in his will. And this is the last thing I want to say. is that happiness comes through glorifying God. There's a famous thing that, uh, that said, is that the, main, the, the chief end of man, or the main purpose of man, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We were made to glorify God 
And I would say, and John Piper says, by enjoying him forever. Your enjoyment of God, your pursuit of being happy in God is the best thing you can do with your life. And by glorifying God, by giving praise to God, it's an expression of that happiness. And this is what's so amazing about praise. This is why our worship times are so important. Is that praise isn't just something we have to do. Praise is part of our enjoyment. Right? And uh, I'm going to read this from C.S. Lewis because I think he says it way better than I could. He says this, The most obvious thing about praise, whether of God or anything, has escaped me. I thought of it in terms of compliments, approval, of giving honour. I have never noticed that all enjoyment, all happiness, spontaneously overflows into praise. The world rings with praise. Lovers praising their mistresses. Readers their favourite poet. Walkers praising the countryside. Players praising their favourite game. Praise of the weather, wines, dishes, Actors, motors, horses, colleges, countries, historical people, um, children, flowers, mountains, rare stamps, rare beetles, even politicians or scholars. I had not noticed how the humblest and at the same time most balanced mind praises most, while the cranky, misfits and malcontents praise the least. I had not noticed either that just as people spontaneously praise whatever they value, so they spontaneously urge us to join them in praising it. They say things like, isn't it lovely? Isn't it glorious? Don't you think this is magnificent? The psalmist is telling everyone to praise God. The psalmist in telling everyone to praise God are doing what all men do when they speak about what they care about. My, and I'll just finish this. I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because praise not, doesn't just express our love of something. It completes the enjoyment. Praise completes our enjoyment of something. You know, when we really love something, right? Now, Pat loves cycling. There's a lot of us in this room that love cycling. When you love cycling, right, you can't help but talk about cycling. And what you want to do is you want to say to people, come and be involved in cycling, Right? Sonny loves football, yeah? Right? And you've got a football, kids' football team. And I bet when you love football, you're saying, come and play football, because I love football. And praise, when we give praise and glory to God, it, it completes the enjoyment of the thing. Being able to talk about what we love is not just a thing we have to do, it's a thing that we do because it completes our enjoyment. And if you want to know happiness in God, start talking about how great he is. When you turn up on a Sunday, don't just turn up because you have to, but praise him. Because it won't just, it won't just kind of be something you have to do. It will complete your enjoyment of God. Praise is the way that we find our happiness in God. So I want to ask you a question this morning to finish. Are you really happy? Are you really happy this morning? Maybe you feel the Christian life is just about doing your duty and you've been trying to do your duty well and you feel dry and bored with God and you've lost that delight of simply enjoying being with him and you feel like, oh God, it's always a struggle to come before you. I want to say to you this morning that you can come back to a place where you delight to be in his will. And I want to encourage you as we pray this morning in a moment 
to just commit your heart to God and say, God, I want to commit myself to enjoying you because I see that by enjoying you, by enjoying being with you, that is the source of my happiness. Maybe this morning you're feeling like you're looking for happiness in all the wrong places. That you know you're in, uh, your, your pleasure comes from money or relationships or from family. You believe in Jesus, but really you're trying to make yourself happy with something other than God. I want to tell you that's going to take, you're not going to find what you're looking for. You'll only find what you're looking for in God. And so this morning, if that's you, if you know this morning that you need to find happiness in a new place, then God is here for you this morning. So we're going to, I'm going to invite you to stand. Let's stand together. And I'm going to pray. And I want you, if you know this morning that, that you're somehow still struggling to really be happy in your heart, This morning is the position where you can walk out of this room changed. That you can be a different person after this morning. Because you're going to set yourself to seek happiness in God alone. And you're going to do that by wanting to be in his presence. You're going to do that by wanting to be in his will. And by glorifying him and praising him. And I encourage you, if you're just feeling really dry this morning and you just need a fresh touch of the Lord in your life, that you just open your heart as we pray and say yes to Jesus again this morning. Lord, I want to thank you that you love us so much. I want to thank you you've made us to be happy. Lord, and so many people in this world are just not happy. They're not satisfied. They're not complete. But your word says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. He says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. I want to pray that we become a church that's full of joy. Full of joy. Lord, not because we're doing all the right things, but because we found you. Because we love to be with you. We love to spend time in your presence. That when we come on a Sunday morning, we're not coming because we ought to come or we have to come. We're coming because we love to praise you. Because praise, praise completes our enjoyment of the thing that we're doing. Lord, hallelujah, Lord, that I want to pray for anyone here this morning that is struggling, that is dry and tired. I want to pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would give them a desire to come and be with you and to say, God, I'm going to try and find my happiness in you, not in anything else. And I pray for people that are living lives where they say and they know, they're saying, I believe you, Jesus, but my life doesn't reflect that I believe it. Lord, I pray that they would come and say, Lord, I want to live and please you with every breath that I have. And I know that that's what's going to make me really happy. Lord, it's a difficult thing, this, to really get our head around this morning. But I want to pray that you would come and you would just do a fresh work in our hearts this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, Lord. I think it would be good for us to sing one song if we can. And let's stay, seat, let's stay standing. And, and if you're just knowing that this morning...